How do you measure yourself with other golfers? By height. It's a very, very special honor. I'm Paula Kramer, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. Well, we're waiting. Hi, this is Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Kreese from Cobra Kai, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. Greetings, fans of golf, and welcome to another edition of the 19th Hall, brought to you by Golf Talk Live. I'm Alan DePew, and I am joined by only one of my amigos today, uh, Andrew DePew, our our uh, compatriot there, uh, Christian Nazamus, is down in Destin, Florida, on assignment. Tony Leodora, the traveling golfer, on assignment. Andrew, it's a uh, it's an empty 19th hole today. Uh, yeah. Um, although I guess if, uh, if I'm reading the group text correctly, it's a good thing that we missed out on the golf trip, uh, that Christian was on. Cause quite frankly, it looks like you didn't get much actual golf in because the weather did not permit it. So, you know, those are the breaks, I guess, but we're having fun here in the 19th hole. We're obviously looking forward to another conversation about golf and all the fun and exciting things out there. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go from there. I, I think I saw that he played literally in like one week's time. He only got in one 18 hole round of golf. Is that correct? Is that what you heard? Uh, that is what I heard. It was one 18 hole round. I know he started playing some other rounds, but uh, never got a chance to finish. So yeah, I know he's not uh, too pleased about the fact he didn't get much golf in, but you know, those are the breaks sometimes. So well, we will hear about his, uh, exploits on our thursday show we are recording sunday night for our monday release lots going on in the golf world but before we even get to all the professional tours andrew i gotta i gotta throw this out have you seen this story going around twitter instagram it's it's everywhere about these two knuckleheads down in it, it actually was down it never identified i had to do a little research down in south africa they're at a charity golf outing and basically they got into a fight over a missing cell phone as the story goes and it came to fisticuffs ripping each other's shirts off one guy grabs his flag stick and starts swinging the flag stick at the other guy i mean have you have you see this thing uh, I did see it. We obviously, I believe you're also referring to the video that we posted on our social media, which again, if you guys are following us, be sure to follow us also on, on social media. We try to keep up to date with as much golf news as we can find out there for everyone. So please obviously do so. Um, but, you know, we, we talked, I think it was last week about the fact that, uh, you know, Happy Gilmore's caddy, Will Zalatoris was uh, on the golf course and playing well. That might have been a scene like out of, you know, Happy Gilmore where he takes his skate off and tries to, you know, stab someone. So only guy in the which, only guy which, in the league. Which one of those guys was playing Bob Barker? I, you know, I, I don't whole, I want the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, it was um, it was interesting. It was between that, that that was my analogy or the stepbrothers analogy where they're fighting in the lawn after getting into an argument over watching cops. So I decided to go with the golf analogy. We are a golf podcast nonetheless, but um, you'd think for the charity, at least, you know, hopefully they put some money on it to hopefully try to raise some money for the charity that they're a part of. I mean, I got, I got to believe that the charity got uh, all kinds of uh, uh, 
a notoriety that maybe none of it really wanted. But uh, <laughs> I mean, those are a couple of big boys. They were going, they were going after it pretty hard. Uh, that's for sure. That is for sure. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, there's going to be uh, some disagreements by uh, golfers out there on what's uh, considered a gimme putt. And I think that was the caption we used because of it. So, um, you know, all in all, though, I'm just looking forward to the golf season. We got out a couple of times even last week. I know you had mentioned that you were going out and to one of our sponsors, nonetheless. And well, uh, I, 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 I have. And by the way, I'm not going to lie to you, folks. If you're listening tonight, I usually have a glass of Jameson beside me. I am so off the rails tonight. I don't have Jameson. I'm I'm doing a little Tito's uh, on the rocks. I'm doing I got show notes are like everywhere. I'm a red hot mess over here, Andrew. I'm not going to lie to you. You look a little flustered. I'm not going to lie. I am a little flustered. I thought I, it was because I told you the, the bill for the rehearsal dinner, and that's that's what got you. It looks like you're just flustered to be flustered. Oh, uh, well, then I need to do a few more shots after <laughs> hearing the news on that. I mean, we, we can talk about that offline. But uh, I have one more comment on our social media. Uh, did you see on our Facebook page the, uh, the we and, and our Instagram we shared that picture of Bubba and the golf bag, the, mm-hmm. the Americana golf bag. Mm-hmm. That is sick. I mean, listen, I thought it was a little couple months early. Um, I was looking forward to I hope he would have brought something out like that on the 4th of July. Um, but obviously, it's for good reason. Um, obviously, we we love to uh, be able to support those that uh, did what they did overseas for us. So, um you know, it's pretty cool bag. I'm not going to lie. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Um, I just thought it'd be kind of cooler if it was came out on like 4th of July kind of thing. But hey, you know, Bubba does what Bubba wants to do. And Bubba broke out the bag when he wanted to break out the bag. So by all means, he gets to do it. So yeah, real, very cool. But now back to your question. Yes. When in the Philadelphia area, yes, it was finally semi good down here weather wise. I, I, I'm interested in how your your week went. But when I am uh, in the Philadelphia market and uh, specifically in the Western suburbs, the conversation always turns to Bella Vista golf course. This is a must play facility it's di- designed by Jim Blaukovich, who's and it's known always for its great layout, but it's even more known for its incredible conditioning. It's also home of La Mazaria, an elegant facility for weddings, banquets, private parties. I have been there beautiful for more information go to bellavistagc.com that's bellavistagc.com and don't forget to check out their sister courses mainland golf course in harleysville and morgan hill in easton it was a great weekend for saturday was a little chilly but it was a great weekend for golf at bella vista and uh i was rolling the rock fairly well not gonna lie to you there you go yeah, you, I made uh, I made a couple of made, made a couple of ten footers for double bogey. I was gonna say, did you uh, tap in for double, and more importantly, did the sim actually help you out a little bit? The sim is in fuego. Okay, okay, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'm looking forward to it. I, I uh, unbeknownst to you, I got the tee time set for a couple days before the wedding, like we had talked about. So I'm looking forward to finally getting to see this great sim driver in, in action and seeing a, what it can actually do. But um, yeah, I mean, it, up here was a little rainy. Uh, we got some, we got some golf in, but it was, uh, it was wet. 
to say the least. Uh, we were playing lift, clean, and place rules because our balls were turning into craters in the middle of the fairway. And uh, that's what happens sometimes up here in Western New York. So it is what it is. But, hey, we, we got out. We got to play. And that, that's the good news. So, Absolutely. You know where else they were playing? Where's that? Down in Tiburon. Ooh. Down in Naples. Down next to another family member down in that area. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Chubb Classic was uh, this weekend down there, right? Uh, it was. And our boy Freddie Couples – that man is a stick and that man can flat out play still at his age. I, I, I'm impressed watching the, the performance that he put on. It was, it was impressive. Fire, you're, you're speaking of Freddie firing a little 63 in the first round mm -hmm. uh, to take a uh, commanding lead only to then run out of steam. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, swing, the swing is still classic Freddie. It's loose. It's freewheeling and it's impressive. Listen, I, the way that I look at it is for those guys out there, they've obviously they're the champions and the guys that have done well on tour long enough that, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about being out there and still competing. That's the ultimate prize. Right. You know, that's just something that they get to do. It's something to add. Obviously, they would love to win. But in my mind, for them, it's just being able to compete and firing a 63 at whatever age is impressive to do it when he's doing it and how he's doing it on those courses. Yeah. That, that to me is, it is super impressive if you ask me. So, well, we got to give a shout out to uh, captain Steve Stricker though. I El Capitan, El Capitan uh, got it done. <laughs> I, I've heard of captain's picks. I've never heard of captain's picks from the senior tour, but after <laughs> that performance, he may need to be considering himself to join the roster because you're not wrong. Um, wow is an understatement. I was pretty, again, impressed with how he played. Um, but again, I, so many of these guys, the thing that's, that, that's always kind of unique to me, especially is with these guys is their short game. Like, obviously they don't hit it as far, but their short games are so impressive to watch. It's just oh, a yeah. clinic. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's so good. And Steve Stricker, I mean, Still one of the uh, he, just an amazing putter. Always has been an amazing putter through his his time on the regular tour and now on the Champions Tour. It was his sixth tour win, 66, 67, 67, minus 16. Um, he clips uh, Robert Carlson and Alex Cheka, um, who tied for second. Freddie that we mentioned, he was down there and tied for down tied for sixth. And of course, Bernard Longer. Of course, he's at the top of the leaderboard as well. I so. wouldn't. I, I'm not surprised by that whatsoever. I mean, he's probably the most consistent one out there. But hey, it's uh, it's good to see somebody other than Bernhard. No offense, Bernhard, win because we're just so used to seeing him dominate that it's kind of nice to see somebody else win. Just saying. Yeah. So yeah, precisely. And then the ladies, the ladies were out basking in the sunshine of Hawaii yeah. for the Lodi Championship. And uh, I'm going to make a statement. Ready for this one? Okay. Lydia Ko may be the hottest player on the planet on any tour right now. That's a bold statement. Can I ask uh, how the heck you got to that statement? 
Well, I got to that statement because in the last hundred holes of play, dating back to the ANA inspiration, and then they have the they always take the week off. Try they don't compete against Augusta. Um, in the last hundred holes, she's had one bogey. She that's, is that, that's that's not too shabby. That's not too shabby at all. So I believe if my math is right, that means over the last five rounds, she is minus thirty-eight. Again. No, I I would take that. I'm not gonna lie. I I'm okay with not making a bogey for a hundred holes. I mean, I'll say this: Lydia Ko. We always say there's there's a couple of players out there that we would watch out for. The Corda sisters, you know, MB Park, Lydia Ko, um, even Danielle Kang. I mean, those those are like kind of the bigger names, right? Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna interrupt you because I. I was diving into this one because I'm, I'm a fan of, I'm a Lydia Ko fan. And I mean, she's, uh, she pretty much dismantled her comp. It was like scorched earth policy out there. She dismantled the competition. She's minus 20, 28. There was a four way tie. Let me throw some numbers out of you. Minus say, 20. I got them up here in front of me too on my show. Notes, minus but. 20 runs, say Young Kim, Nellie Corda, Inbe Park, and Leona McGuire, a rookie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, great performance. The bottom line is I was I was watching the LPGA event off and on over uh, the weekend, and the ladies were just throwing darts at this golf course. Um, Capole uh, Golf Club, I believe I pronounced that correctly, out in Hawaii. But basically, here's the really cool part for Lydia Ko. And then I'll defer to you, sir, which okay. is it ends her uh, over thousand day uh, winless streak. Mm-hmm. And you may or may not. Re- when she burst on uh, burst on the scene, she's only 24. I mean, she, when she burst on the scene, she was the fastest player ever to number one on any tour. And then she's had this lull. And I'm. Uh, resurgence, I guess. Wow. Um. So here's my take. First of all, um, I didn't know about the hundred hole hole stat, so that's a good stat that you you had on me that I did not. To dismantle a golf course and average seven under a round. Now that's obviously uh, she shot sixty seven, sixty three, and then a pair of sixty fives on the weekend. To do that you have to be playing phenomenal golf first and foremost, even if you 21 under, I mean, that's no, that's no slouch. Um, Your statement about these, these women throwing darts, I still think, and this is just my personal preference. I still think that the ladies are not playing far enough back. I know that might not be the hottest of takes. I don't think that they're not playing as far as back as they should because so many of these ladies hit the ball farther than you, me, or Christian combined. Well, that's an and interesting it, debate because they're actually saying they think it ought to be shorter to make more birdies. I don't. I mean, it's great to watch 28 under. But I also like a challenge, too. Like, you know, the, the beauty of the golf world and the PGA Tour specifically is – one week you have the Northern, what was it? The Northern trust last year in the playoffs, the DJ shot 30 under, but then the following week, it was like, it was like barely even or under par one in the, in the, in the playoffs um, leading up to the tour championship. Like that's, that's unique. Like, obviously you're going to have some weeks where someone just goes off the rails, just stupid low. And, and that's fine, but make it challenging. And, and 
a lot of and where I where I think that the the big thing would be is take and move them back because they're throwing darts because nine times out of ten they again hit the ball so long they're having wedges into their hand and and most of the time the guys at this point if they're on a shorter course do too but it's not as it's not as predominant in my well, this opinion. is this is we we talked about this a little bit I mean this is the this is the debate the technology debate in just golf in general I mean um you know it, it extends it doesn't it's not just solely restricted to the to the PGA tour we saw that with patty at the uh, at the NA, a a n a inspiration I can almost talk tonight and um, I mean she was averaging what was it like 320 off the box so and there's there's some young there's some young talent coming out of the college ranks and even international ranks because obviously there's still great international players don't get me wrong but I mean, obviously, because we're in the United States, it's easier to follow the college ranks. There's some girls coming out of college ranks that are hitting bombs. And, yep. and, and I don't think that the technology, I've never thought the technology, because if you take the technology and you reduce it back, those long hitters are still hitting the ball just as long. The difference is they're just 10 yards back from where, where and the other person's now 20 yards back if they're 10 yards behind them to begin with. So I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is, you need to move them back because a lot of them play a shorter course than what they probably could. Um, and I think that that would help a little bit. Um, I don't think you go full gangbusters and do it all the way through, like maybe try it out on a week on a, on a, on a different week, you know, and see how that plays. But um, it's, it's great for her to get back into the winter circle. I don't know if it's a resurgence completely until no. we see consistency. Uh, I mean, again, she was, and as is the case, a lot of times you got these, these players, they have this meteoric, meteoric rise to the top. Um, she was clearly a talent. I mean, she's knocking on the door for now 20 victories on the LPGA tour, but last year saw uh, maybe the bottom of the trough. She dropped all the way to 55 in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a little bit of self-doubt. She was, she had new coaches, new caddies. Uh, the swing was still the, but it, it just wasn't, it just, the entire puzzle wasn't fit together properly, I think, but I'm glad to see that New Zealander is, uh, finding her way, uh, back to the top clearly. I mean, she's lighting it up and, uh, it should make a great run as we enter the summer with, um, the rest of the, the ladies majors coming up. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, let's put it this way. My biggest thing is if you move it back, and this is a great segue, I didn't even realize it, but this is a great segue, so I'm going to do it. If you move the ladies back, it puts them into more of a pressure situation, is my opinion. Um, I think that that, obviously, because you have a longer club in, produces more tension in your hands. You're not hitting just wedges where, let's be honest, they're that good that they can do it. Um, Brings more tension in, brings more nerves, brings more needing to play under pressure and hitting the bigger shots. which we can't bring up bringing, you know, talking of calming nerves and, and bringing up, you know, calming nerves under big situations without bringing up our good friends over at Yips. Uh, they are the official CBD and herbal supplement of Golf Talk Live in the 19th hole. And they're the world's first full spectrum CBD supplement. They've figured out a way to create a product with zero loss to the degradation and plant strain profile, which is known as the Lacey effect. 
There is no toxins, additives, or chemicals like other big CBD brands. And it's created with all organic, non-GMO, and gluten-free ingredients. So you're putting the best into your body, which is obviously what we always want. These are a phenomenal product that need to be tried. Again, we tell you guys every single show, and I'm telling you, I've tried them now myself. They are phenomenal. You need to do it right now. Go to their website over at yips.co, if I'm not correct, if I'm not yips, mistaken. Yips.co. Yips. Okay. Use our code GTL10 for 10% off. Again, that's GTL10 for 10% off at yips.co. Start seeing the great benefits today. I'm telling you, if you need to calm the nerves either on or off the golf course, this is the product to do it. And it's the healthy and right product to do. We wouldn't be bringing it to you if we didn't believe in it. So do try it out. Just like our good friends over at Perfect Practice and other other great sponsors, we only bring the best to our listeners. So need to try them out. And uh, yeah, that was my great segue. So I'm, I'm very proud of myself. Hey, well, well played. Golf clap for you, sir. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I wish Christian was here because this is his stomping grounds. He, he's, I was he, is say, a he missed like the one week that we actually needed him because he's the one that's got all the insider information. He's got right. the lay of the land. He's played this golf course like a, and then a million he goes, times. And then he goes down and plays one round of golf and says he's on a golf trip. I mean, like, what, what, are, what are we working with here? Well, I don't know, but I, I'll tell you what uh, somebody was working with. Stuart Sink was working with every aspect of his game. Sets a 36, shoots 63 in the first round, sets a 36-hole scoring record, set, or 54-hole scoring record, and uh, it was just a foregone conclusion. Actually, I was shocked it even got within a few shots there on the back nine, right, Andrew? It, yeah, so here's my thing, and and again, we were talking about guys like Freddie Couples and, and other stuff. Um, Stuart Sink, to go not just 163, but back-to-back 63s, this, this tournament looked like it was a runaway, and there wasn't a soul that was going to touch him. Um, I was surprised, to be frankly honest, when he went 63-63. Now, granted, it is a tough golf course, but the fact that he went 63-63 and then didn't Really, I wouldn't say not perform, but like he didn't close it out the way that I thought he would. Um, I, I'm surprised that it got as close as it did. I didn't think it was. However, you only shoot, what is that, two under and then one under in the final round. I mean, it's going to close the gap pretty dramatically. Um, I think that, you know, it, the cool thing about this for me personally is this proves that anybody can get it done on any given week because it's not just the young guns like guys like Stuart sink they can come out and have a great week and and put some rounds together and and get the job done and that's not unheard of so it was definitely pretty cool um and he was certainly rolling the rock with the best of them for the first two days obviously he still got the job done but um kind of let off the gas i guess a little i I mean so so here's Here's something, a couple of interesting things. I, I, my takeaways from the week. Um, first of all, Stuart Sink moves up. It's his third win at the uh, at the Heritage. Mm-hmm. It's his second win this season. Mm-hmm. He moves up 13 spots to sitting now at 24 on the Ryder Cup standings. Is, is this veteran, if this continues, is he somebody that gets considered down – 
I mean, there's there's a lot of talent, obviously, still ahead of him from 24 to 12. But, I mean, he put on a playing exhibition. That's that's point number one. Think about your response. Okay. Point number two is I want to point to Saturday's round. Corey Connors, uh, who we have heard a lot about with our good friend Kyle Peters, his uh, former caddy. Um, Corey's playing in that pairing, final group. They're on the first tee. There's good banter going back and forth, but it just never seemed like Corey put the, I, I wonder if Corey put the pressure on, on Saturday, does it change the whole outcome? Cause Corey just couldn't seem to get it going. And the other thing I saw on Saturday, which was absolute, did you see the golf shot that Stewart sink hit out of, he was in the left trees. He has a twig behind his golf ball. He can basically, he has to kind of hit the ball and, and hook it. And he basically just skips off the edge of the green. It was one. Of, it was absolutely an amazing golf shot. So um, those are those, that's that. it. I did see that. Um, I thought that was because people don't realize it. it and again, again, folks, if if you are just taking up the game for the first you know few months or, or just learning the game, um, there's certain things that as you obviously play longer, um, you start to learn. Which there's things that obviously sticks in the way that you can't move or whatever the case. Or anything, even like, let's be honest, like blades of grass or stuff like that. Something as simple as that that gets in the way of the golf ball can actually have a massive impact on on what the face can do and and what your swing can do. So to be able to pull that type of shot off was impressive. Um, Obviously, not to take anything away from Corey, I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked that he – gets into the final group on Saturday and then shoots 72 even par or sorry, 72 one over. Um, Cause it's par 71 there. Um, my, my opinion is I, I, I truly thought, and I believe it was your pick even. It was my pick. Yeah. I, I think that Corey out of all the courses, because we've heard about his game and seen his game now on the big stage, Corey's game is all about ball striking. Um, his biggest issue is that he, he, he sometimes struggles with the putter, uh, which we all do. That's that's unfortunately the name of the game. Um, however, he's a phenomenal ball striker, and this course demands ball striking. And, and to see him kind of waver, but then on a positive note, come back and shoot 68 was, was pretty impressive. So um, I think he put some more pressure on himself rather than putting some pressure on Stewart. Um I will say the other shot that I, I believe if you saw, um, and it was a kind of a, going back a little bit, um, it was with, I believe, Bubba, um, is they had a crab in the bunker that <laughs> literally was next to his ball trying to get out of the heat of the sun. And they're like, well, you can reach down and move him. And he's like, I'm not reaching down there. Like, I'm going to get pinched by this crab. So, Little uh, little wildlife was in there, um, obviously causing a little bit of mayhem in the bunker, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, and then the last one was, and I love your take on this. Um, and again, I think it was Siwoo Kim was paired with Matt Kuchar. Did you see the the ruling that they were given for the uh, here? In the here is uh, yeah. Actually, I'm glad you did bring that up. I like I said, my show notes are. Uh, or trash today. So Look, I'm, um, I'm carrying it. My back is a little sore tonight. I yeah, you are. you are. Sorry. You are. At least I can make the putt stuff. Um, right. Someone's got to be doing that in the group, you know? Absolutely. So I did. And here's what the most amazing part of that. 
and I, I kind of only caught the recap of it. So please clarify if I – he hits the shot. Kim hits the shot, right? And he gets up, and the, the part that strikes me, his competitor, Kuchar, is arguing more to the rules official than anybody that the ball was still in motion. So what happened – and I, I don't. I believe it was for a. It was for birdie. He was chipping like, from the. He was off the back of the. No, green. he wasn't chipping. He was. Put, well, he's putting from off the back of the green. Right. Yeah. He, he putted from off the back of the green. His third shot, and it hung on the lip. And gravity eventually took over. But they approached the ball, waited, and and then so. So what the way that I understood the the, the way that it happened, and I, I I was kind of walking around while this happened, but I just saw it and I had to bring it up. Um, as you mentioned, Siwoo Kim's putt goes literally like I'm talking half a ball rotation before falling in. The ball sits there and Kucher, the argument that Kucher was continuing to make, which I think you're right. I think the issue was, and I don't obviously, since I've not obviously met Siwoo Kim, I don't know if he is able to have the same com- you know, conversation with the rules official or if it has to be through his caddy or what, but um Kucher was making the argument for him that, look, I told him not to touch it. Like you can't penalize him because I told him not to touch it because the ball is still wobbling and moving. So then, so, so wait, now let's go back to the U S open, right? Mm -hmm. Phil puts it off the front of the green and then smacks the ball. Right. Invoke it, invoking a a penalty shot because ball in motion being struck. Right. Yeah. But he was able to then place it. So if the ball, by the mission of his com- Kim's competitor, Kucher, who is passionately arguing that the ball was still in motion and Kim then plays it, is he incurring a penalty for playing a ball in motion? Well, and that's the argument, right? Like, I think Phil, that's, it's maybe a little bit of a tough sell on the it's, Phil one because Phil, like, literally ran across the green and it well, was spikes I, I on him. I'm and, just and, using it as an analogy uh, yeah, but, of a ball in motion, right? But my argument is if the competitor tells you not to touch the ball, whether the 10 seconds or whatever the rule officially is, which is, I think, 10 seconds. Um, Correct. I, I don't see why I'm getting penalized because my playing partner told me that I – I'm going to get penalized if I touch the ball. Right. So why am I going to get pen- I'm going to get penalized whether I do or I don't. And the rules, that's, that's the, the rules officials, the rules of officials are out there to interpret specific unusual situations. If the matter can be discussed within their comp- and, and maybe not so much on the big tours, but when we're out playing yeah. in when we were playing competitively, at least when I was playing I would call over my playing partners and I would identify the question. I would ask for their opinion. They are as much my judge and jury as any rules official to make him rolling up in a golf cart. Correct. I think, I think it was, I think I don't want to go. I'm going to say asinine. I I mean, come on. The the competitor was arguing that. And that's my thing. Use common sense. Like at the ultimate end of the day, it really didn't make a difference. Right. Cause no, not at all. But at the end of the day, use, use your brain, right? Like, this is the same argument that I have with some of the rules of golf that they updated. And then people are like, Oh, this is terrible. Like I, I think personally, and this is completely altered, you know, rules talk, but like I, I, the biggest issue that people have is they, they always talk about like out of bounds and, and hazards. Right. And 
I think you want to make if you want to make golf faster, put hazards everywhere. There's no out of bounds. You find the ball, you play it from where it is, and you or you take the penalty and you move it out of the hazard. End of story. You play in a weekend group, unless you're really playing with just hard asses. I'm moving the ball out anyway if I find the ball from there, right? And I'm just I'm taking the penalty. So it's things like making the game more of a commonplace, you know, for just the average guy. Well, I get there's you, tournament rules versus you know weekend rules, but like if the US the USGA I mean, just with their major rules shift did just that. They were trying to do these things. The the professional tour. I just am arguing the fact, and it's ironic you bring this up, and I'm going to give the shout-out again. The super fan, super fan out uh, alert out there, Chris Medivianco, we were just talking about this again. So uh, Chris said, hey, you got to ask this question. You got to bring it up, but you, you beat me to the punch. I, I keep pointing out, Kucher was the one arguing. The competitor was arguing. You should go with the input because the competitor was there from the, from the very moment. That's End of story. Drop my mic. I'm done with the, the conversation. I, my, I guess my only other question is to you, sir, is were you surprised that Colin Morikawa did not make a better run today? Paired with Stuart Singh, final round, shoots 72, birdies the first hole, then makes a couple bogeys. I think it was on two and five or three and five or something. Were you surprised that he didn't? I thought he was another one that was in position to maybe make a run. He dropped five spots, finished tied for seven. Well, so here's my opinion. Um, first of all, Colin had a phenomenal back nine. I think it was third round, maybe the second round. I didn't, I, I didn't get to see him play as, as much, unfortunately. But um, phenomenal back nine. I saw through the highlights of his of his of his tournament. Um, I think the the big issue for me and. I don't know if this is something I need to, I would say that I'm worried about, but with Colin, sometimes, although he's Mr. Consistent, there's some un- inconsistencies and there's some, that an, is that an oxymoron? Yeah, that's an oxymoron. Um, <laughs> I, what I mean is like, for me, there's sometimes that Colin, when, and I guess it's the, the, the argument of like, did you bring your A game or not? Right. To the week. And only can Colin can answer that question. Um, but my opinion is like, I'm so used to growing up with guys like tiger, right. Who tiger, when tiger was in contention, nobody was beating tiger. Like tiger beat the field. Right. And, and we heard our, our good friend, Kyle, you know, from mental golf, he brought this up. Like there was betting lines of tiger versus the field because of it. Right. Right. There's so many guys on tour now. And I don't know. I don't think it's an issue. It's just that it's in my opinion, it's actually kind of better for the game because it allows somebody other than just one guy continuously winning. I I don't see the closing effect anymore. And, and I think that like if, if it's me now, I don't have the talent that these guys do. But I, I like to think that like when we would play matches in, in school or when we would go to a tournament, like if I was ever truly in contention, you best be damned that I was coming closer if I wasn't bringing it home. Like right. that was my mentality. Like you're not beating me. Like I'll beat me, but you're not beating me. And these guys just don't seem to have that same mentality. And I don't know if it's just, again, they didn't bring their a game or what it is and they just got outplayed 
or I'm just overreading it, but like, it sometimes seems like the just closing effect or the ability to just turn it on to a different level is just not as well. We won't, we won't, we won't dive into it. I mean, I mean, we'll wait till Christian gets back to jump, jump on that one. But I mean, you can, you can easily identify on the European side, American side, world international side players, everybody that's quote unquote labeled bulldogs. Guys that are going to grind it out and going to be, going to beat, you know, kids is one. I mean, I still think to this day, and I don't, I don't care what you two say. I'll argue this till the till after the Ryder Cup selection. If kids is not on the Ryder Cup, that is a humongous issue. That dude well, I think, is a I match think we're gonna play. Find, I think my humble opinion. I believe that there are so many guys that have been playing well. Uh, Stricker's actually got a really hard job this year because I think July and August will will really that he he's going to solely take it off who's playing hot at that time. Mm-hmm. I, I think so too, but I'm just telling you my personal. You you, you did if I, if I, I build the one. team. Kids another one, cir- another one circulating uh, um, social media that I don't know if you caught. It was an interesting statistic, and they were talking about world number ones and talking about Phil. And I guess Phil at his height at the at the height of his of his playing career, he had earned twelve points. I don't know, like eight three points towards his world ranking, and he was number two behind Tiger, who was at thirty one point five or some crazy number. I mean three times ahead of Phil. Phil obviously never got to number one, but the point they were really making is that DJ's at 10 something and sitting atop the world ranking right now. You know, and that, and, but that's my, that's my thing, right? Like at the end of the day, and this is, this is the argument that we need to have, right? At the end of the day is, and I relate this back to, um, I try to relate this back to things I know. So, for example, in me, in my personal opinion, I watch a lot of and play a lot of video games, obviously, as you know, right? You are a gamer. I am a gamer. And in a gaming situation, you you talk about, like, there's a high-quality game, and it ruins the game for everybody else to follow, every other game like that to follow, because that game was just so good, right? The question I, I asked then, and that's where I go with the Tiger effect, was Tiger that game that was so good that everybody else beyond it is just never going to be able to match it? Yep, I, and, I, and I think we I think we heard Kyle even re- agree with that was that was a debate at the golf shop today. Is you know having lived in the Tiger era, kind of old. Yep. I mean, no one understands the level of dominance, and to try to make comparison to that in today's golf world. It's 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 unfair actually to the players. I think it's very unfair to the players. I think that the big issue again goes back to at the end of the day, the closing effect, and we were treated to that like week in week out. Tiger was there on Sunday within a shot or two. Tiger was winning. Um, I think at the end of the at the end, like you said, in July and August, there's going to be a lot of players that are going to be viable. I hope there's a lot of rookies that are viable because quite frankly, we've had a very, very, I wouldn't say very, very, but like we've had an older and more experienced team 
that has played multiple times on president's cups and Ryder cups. And sometimes quite frankly, we get outplayed by some of the younger guys on the European side. I want a young hungry guy, like a Will Zalatoris or some crazy guy. That's just a match play fiend, like a Kevin Kisner, even if he is older, that just comes in there hungry and is not going to come down because quite frankly, I don't want there's, there's other than maybe the masters, the Ryder cup is probably the other one that like, I, at some point in my, in my life, I'm, I'm, I'm making a trip to. So um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to say the least. Yep. Without question. So there's no doubt in my mind that uh, if he wasn't, or he probably was, I mean, Stuart Sink appeared to be practicing perfectly and that would obviously lead you to our good friends over at perfect practice. And I, I was actually going to go with, he was rolling the rock really well, but you, you, you'll, we'll, we'll, we'll tweak that up. But anyway, right, stole it. you know, Anyway, we can't talk about rolling the rock. We can't talk about playing well and, and, and putting well without bringing up our good friends over at the Perfect Practice Putting Mats. These mats are the real deal, and if you're looking to get better at putting right now, they are going to work for you because they work for me, and my putting was terrible before I started. And also, they work for the number one player in the world, Dustin Johnson, so you know they must be pretty good. They come in three main sizes, all the way from their compact edition up to their XL version that stretches out to 15 feet when fully extended. That's right, 15 feet. It's pretty long. We need a lot of 15 footers and 10 footers to save par. So maybe, you know, consider that one. If you're looking to get your practice in now, right before the golf season fully gets into swing, I know we're kind of hitting that starting point. Use our code GTL15. Again, that's code GTL15 for 15% off your mat today. And again, I can't reiterate this enough. If they're good enough for world number one, Dustin Johnson, they're going to be good enough for you. So get your practice in now. Start making those 10 footers. That way you can take home those club championships or any, you know, member guests you may be a part of that, you know, are the big tournaments out there for us average Joes that are hacking it around these weekends. So um, obviously got to give out our good friends over at Perfect Practice the shout out they rightfully deserve. And with that, we will turn to our next topic. Well, our next topic is it's time to put the flagstick in. Okay, well, I guess we're over on 18 already without even realizing (laughs) Brown went pretty fast. That's the show notes without having the show notes, right? That's the, exactly. So uh, the reality is, here's the deal. Uh, I want to give some due recognition to our product of the month, Vegas Golf, the game. We talked about we talked with them last week. We are running a contest on Instagram. It will run until Thursday, the 29th show. If you want a chance to win this really creative and fun trash-talking kind of game. This is a great game that incorporates poker chips with uh, your actual performance within your foursome. And every point, every chip is assigned a dollar amount. You got to look it up, folks. You got to check it out. You got to go over to our Instagram and find it. I also want to give a shout-out to uh, our newest sponsor, the official golf tee of Golf Talk Live, I am referring to our good friends over at Greenskeeper and specifically to Survivor T. It's center prong technology, externally balanced prongs, provides the lowest friction between the golf ball and the golf tee. It's got a height gauge, which allows consistent tee depth. It's the most advanced performance golf tee in made to date with the longest rollout and is made with engineering grade polymer and you're going to be hearing more about them on our show. I'm throwing it out there as a sneak peek because they have just signed on with us and we are very fortunate to have them uh, joining us. So Andrew, what you got to close it out? 
Uh, my closing thoughts are Christian looking forward to having you back. I know you uh, obviously listen to the show afterwards just to make sure that uh, you sound okay because you want to make sure you're you're perfectly sounding. So we uh, we miss you. We're looking forward to having you back. Hopefully your one round of golf was fun. I'm glad you went down there for a whole week to have one round of golf. Hopefully there was more alcohol consumed than rounds of golf because, well, you definitely needed it after that sounding weekend. Um, my other thoughts are I am super, super excited. We have actually, and I don't know if you even know about this, but we have a super announcement coming out on May 1st. That is right, folks. May 1st, we have a pretty awesome announcement. that Don't, it be- don't give it away yet. I'm not giving it away, but we have all a right. pretty big announcement coming our way to all of our fans. Obviously, looking forward to that. So looking forward to uh, sharing that journey with you guys. And uh, other than that, we will see you guys on our Thursday show, our look ahead show to the Zurich Classic, the team event. Obviously, last year we had John Rahm and Ryan Palmer, I believe, was his partner. Win it. Got got some got some predictions here. So uh, looking forward to that. Absolutely. Normally at this point, I would say, hey, Christian, hit it long and straight. It'd be, and he would say, hey, beat short and crooked. Andrew, he didn't even get a chance to hit it. So uh, we're just going to say, folks, we'll see you next time. <laughs> we'll see you Thursday.